What's up, Salt Company? Guys, last Salt Company of the year. Uh, you guys can actually find a seat. So you can spread out, just sit on the floor. Not everyone go find a chair, otherwise no one would be sitting close. And that'd, be, that'd be a bummer. Yeah, we're right here. We're right here. What's up, Chelsea? Uh, if I don't know you yet, my name is Colin, and I work here at Soul Company. I saw some new faces uh, as people walked in, and this is our last Soul Company of the year, which is like happy, sad. I saw some seniors on the way in, really sad. Uh, yeah, bummer. We love our seniors. Uh, seniors, you guys rock. Uh, a couple things. We're not doing announcements tonight. I'll keep this short, uh, but... Uh, a couple things before we jump in. If you guys are around this summer and want to hang out, want to go to Somersault, want to get plugged into a campus group, want to just do fun things, take out your phone right now, scan the QR code. We're, we're just doing a, a group me of summer hangs. So if you want to hang and you like having fun and you're going to be here this summer, scan the QR code. We want to uh, hang out with you guys. Uh, so get, get plugged into the group me. If you don't get it in time, find someone, find a staffer. We'll help you uh, get in. Second thing, if you're a senior, sign up for Senior Supper. We want to give you free food. We want to honor you. Uh, you guys have killed it. And so uh, get signed up, ideally tonight, so we know how much food to provide for you. Um, but summer, you guys excited for summer? Anyone? Yeah, come on. Uh, there are like five people that are excited for summer. But I, let, me, let me help the rest of you get excited for summer. As I was getting excited for summer myself, I came up with a top 10 list of things that I love to do in the summer. So maybe you'll relate to some of these. Maybe you won't. Uh, being on the water. Boat? Yeah, come on. Come on, swimming, paddle boarding. Yeah, that's good. Uh, reading a good book. Any book readers out there? All right, come on. The Bible. Let's go. Uh, Smoking meats, ribs, brisket, pork, come on. That's good stuff. Man, there are a few people that really like that. Uh, playing spike ball in bare feet. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, eating ice cream outside. Ice cream tastes better when it's melting down your hand. It's just true. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's true. Uh, uh, trying to catch Rachel's fastball. We play catch sometimes over the summer. It's pretty fun. Uh, she's the best. Uh, spending all day outside. Anyone? Picnics outside, eating outside, hanging out outside. Come on. That's good. Uh, this is for my, I know there are some golfers in the room. This is for my golf people. When, when, you, take, when you take the seven iron out of your bag and you stick it to gimme distance, you're just like walking up to the green feeling really good, right? I mean, that's, that's top ten for sure. Uh, you guys all do this because you're in college right now, but staying up late playing board games, that's a summer thing for me. Uh, particularly cribbage. Any cribbage fans in the room? Come on. Uh, last, last but certainly not least, I know I got some fans of this, uh, pickleball. That is my summer top 10. Maybe, maybe those are the same 10. Maybe, maybe I went 0 for 10 for you, but we all have a, a summer top 10, 10 things that we are excited to do this summer. But what, what comes along with a summer top 10 oftentimes is a summer bottom 10. That after these 
top 10 moments, sometimes we have bottom 10 moments. Sin that we said we'd never run back to. The person we said we wouldn't let hurt us again. The, the failed jobs, the, the misplaced hopes. We may have a summer top 10, but I'm guessing we also have a summer bottom 10. And even as we start to think about a summer bottom 10, some of you probably are starting to feel the anxiety that comes with that, like knowing where that place will be, knowing who that person will be, knowing what that sin might be that brings you to bottom 10 moments. And so tonight I want to look at a story about a guy named Peter. And Peter has a a summer type of story because Peter has the best three years of his life. The best three years of his life. He thought, man, this is what the rest of my life is going to be. This is amazing. Everything in my life has changed. And the best three years of Peter's life are followed by the worst three days of Peter's life. Is that sometimes how it is? Like, right after top 10 moments come bottom 10 moments. I, I don't know if that's how it is for you, but I've, I find that's sometimes how it is for me. The best week of your summer is followed by the worst moment of your summer. The highest highs are followed by the lowest lows. The top 10 moments are quickly followed by bottom 10 moments. And so here's the question that I want to answer tonight. Just a few more minutes. We'll keep it short is what do you do after bottom 10 moments of your summer? When bottom 10 moments of your summer come, what do you do? We're going to look at John 21. And it's okay if you guys don't follow along, it'll be on the screen. But we're going to start in verse 3, following along in this story about a guy named Peter. Simon Peter said to them, that's the other disciples, I'm going fishing, a great summer activity. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out, got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Imagine how Peter feels in this moment. He's a professional fisherman. He's caught nothing. He's not doing his job very well, but what you should know about Peter is this might be the, probably the last thing Peter's thinking about. Probably the last thing on his mind is that there are no fish in his net because the last week of Peter's life has been the worst week of his life. You see, Peter's teacher, mentor, probably his best friend, just died. And not only that, but Peter and and all his friends thought that this guy Jesus was going to overthrow the evil ruling empire at the time. So like, not only did their friend die, but their hopes died with him. But that's not the only thing racing through Peter's mind. It's not just that his friend died. It's not just that he thought his friend was going to overcome evil. But it's actually that right before his friend Jesus died, Jesus said, hey, I just want you to know, all of you, he's talking to his friends at the time, all of you are going to betray me. Peter's like, no way, man. She's like, yes. Which Jesus always knows better, right? Like Jesus always knows what's better. But, but Peter is insistent. He's like, no, not me. No way, but what ends up happening is, Jesus, is Peter is asked if he knows and is associated with Jesus three times. Three times. No, not me. You must have me confused with some other guy. I don't know this Jesus guy. Whoever that guy is, I don't know him because I'm not associated. Like, he, is, he is vehement about disassociating himself with Jesus. The best three years of Peter's life have been with this Jesus guy. 
He's changed his life. He's changed what he loves. He's changed how he's lived. He's even changed his career for Jesus. He gave up fishing for Jesus, just to follow Jesus, and just so that in Jesus' greatest hour of need, Peter disassociates with him. I, I, I don't know this, but I'm wondering if in this moment, Peter is just feeling like the guilt and the shame. Man, like the anxiety of, I just like betrayed my best friend when I said I wouldn't. Anxieties maybe turn into depression. He, he's just down on himself. The thing he said he'd never do, he ends up doing three times. Peter's a lot like us, isn't he? Things we said we'll never do. Then do again. And again. And again. I'm, I'm never going to do it again. And then happens again. And then that causes him and probably causes us to feel down and feel anxious. Is a bottom ten moment of Peter's life. A lot like maybe the bottom ten moments you're going to have this summer. But this is where things change for Peter and and I want you to listen to this because I think this is where things can change for you tonight and things can change for you this summer. This is what the text says in verse 4. Just as day was breaking, Jesus stood on the shore. Yet his disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? They answered, no. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast it and now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. That disciple whom, the disciple whom Jesus loved therefore said to Peter, it is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he was stripped for work. He threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. For they were not far from land, but about a hundred yards off. See what Peter does after a bottom ten moment of his life? He gets out of the boat, and he swims to Jesus. He recognizes the, the prophetic, loving voice of Jesus and says, man, that, that has to be him. So I'm going to go, and I'm going to swim. I'm going I'm to jump in. And I, Guys, I love what he does. I love the details that, that John adds in this gospel. Well, first off, Peter is fishing in the, in the nude. Right, like he says he was completely stripped. So he's like, oh, it's Jesus, where are my jeans? Like, who has seen my, where's my jacket? Right, like and he like puts his stuff on, jumps off the boat in his clothes, which that's a whole nother thing. Like he's trying to like dress himself up for Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Like he's trying to, I, I gotta present myself a little bit. Right, but then, then he just swims to Jesus, leaves his friends, leaves a boat full of fish, leaves the catch of a lifetime because he sees Jesus. Probably would have been faster to go in the boat anyways. Like they use they're 100 yards out, you use one more paddle, we're in we're in quick, you know what I'm saying? Like But his mind's on one thing. Man, it's Jesus, I got to go. I got to swim. I got to get to Jesus. So you know what you do in the bottom 10 moments of your summer? You swim to Jesus. You jump in the water and you swim. Straight for him. So I just want to talk to a few people in the room. Maybe this year has been full of change for you. Like you're a different person now than when the year started. And so you're thinking about going back home to a place that hasn't changed. 
a place full of people that haven't changed, a place that where your sin hadn't changed, and you're, you're nervous. And so what happens when you go back to that place and when you maybe fall into sin or associate with those people? You know what you do? Swim to Jesus. Man, set your eyes on him and go. Maybe your year hasn't been full of change. I haven't grown as much as I'd like. I have, I'm still struggling with sin I thought I wouldn't struggle with anymore. I still have anxieties to work through. It hasn't been, like, I wish I, wish I had more time. Go home. It's all company one. But you can still swim to Jesus. You can still set your eyes on him and go. Third group of people is the staff team. Guys, I love the staff team. They killed it this year. Come on. Nate, Austin, Abby, Kaylee, Josie, you guys are amazing. I love you guys. And uh, guys, it, we're really thankful because uh, you guys get a summer break and we get a little bit of a summer break. Thing, things just look a little different for us when you guys go home. And so I just want to talk to the staff team really quickly. You guys are going to get a little break. And, and you're coming off a, a top 10 moment of this year of worship night. We love worship night like you guys love worship night. And here's what I want you guys to do in the, in the freedom that you will have. Swim to Jesus. You guys aren't above it. It's for you as much as it's for anyone else. So to the five of you, I love you. I'm proud of you. Swim to Jesus. Seniors. Man, this is the last time I might be able to teach some of you. It's been a privilege and an honor, a gift of God's grace. And I don't know what life has for, for you. But I know it's going to be full of highs and lows, times when the net is full and the fishing is good and times when the net is empty and you need to cast it to the other side. It's gonna be full of rejoicing in new relationships, new opportunities, and it's gonna be full of heartbreak and sin, disappointment, and in all of those seasons, seniors, there's no better words I have for you than the three I've already given. Swim to Jesus. Last group of people I want to talk to is the people that feel really comfortable in the boat. I don't want to get out of the boat. I don't want to get wet. I like fishing. What do I mean by that? I mean, I like my life how it is. And I know if I jump out of the boat and swim to Jesus, he's going to, he's going to, confront my heart. He's going to confront some sin. He's going to confront my control. He's going to confront my plans for the future. I, the one word I have for you is, would you just take the risk? Dive head first. Feet kicking. Eyes set on Jesus. Because I think what you'll find is when we jump off the boat, with our eyes set on Jesus, you end up in an ocean of grace. He meets you in it. So would you take the risk of your life and jump? Would you not wait another day, wait another salt company year, wait another for it to feel the right thing, to know the right thing, to do the right thing, and would you just jump, swim, go? He's worth it.
So I don't know what God's doing in this room, in you, but I just want to give you the opportunity to say, hey, if God's doing something, if there's sin that needs to be confessed or uh, some of this that needs to be processed, our staff's available during the rest of worship night. We'd love to pray with you and talk with you. But I want to tell you how the story ends really quickly. Here's how the story ends, verse 9. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place with fish laid out on it and bread. And Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish that you've caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net to shore full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, I love this, come, come and have breakfast. Just come eat with your friend Jesus. Right, he doesn't meet soaking wet, jeans wet, jacket wet, Peter with condemnation with why did you do that? with I told you so, but with come, eat breakfast with me. And what I want you to know about the death and resurrection of Jesus is it proves that that's how he will greet you too. Come, have breakfast with me. There's healing for you. There's a new life for you. There's breakfast for you. So in the darkest moments of your life, in the darkest moments of your summer, I, I got three words. A simple three words, but hopefully a simple enough idea that you can remember it when it comes to June, when it comes to July, when when it's the hardest day of your summer comes in August, you would remember three words from tonight. Swim to Jesus. Let's pray that he'd do that. God, I know in the dark moments of my life, it can be easy to swim to my own strength, to clean myself up, to do something better, to put my life together, or to feel disappointed in myself like I did it again. But God, help my first reaction and the first reaction of everyone in this room be to set our gaze on you and jump. And then swim with everything we have towards you, Jesus. With every ounce of energy that you give us, would we swim to you, Jesus? Because what we'll find is that you meet us on the shore with breakfast, ready to give us again a new life. That our sin doesn't push you away, it draws you near. That's who you are. Would we believe it? Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. stand or stay seated, but we're going to do something a little different. We don't typically do it, and I don't think we've ever done it in Soul Company, but we're actually going to turn all the lights off. Stage lights, uh, and it's going to get dark in here. And there's a reason for that. It's not It's not to be cool. It's not to be edgy. It's actually the opposite of that. <laughs> it's to remind you that in the dark moments of your summer, you can set your eyes on Jesus. It's actually to remove the distraction, to say it's not about the lights, it's not about the people around me, it's about Jesus, that we're going to worship him. Not the people on the stage, not the instruments on the stage, not the music being sung on the stage, but the words that declare that Jesus is worthy and holy. That the darkest moments of your summer, that you'd fixate on him that you'd jump and swim to him. And so 
you guys can can shut the lights off. But this is the place where we're going to worship in. Right here. So Jesus, would you hear our voice and would we worship you? Would we, in the darkness, would we set our eyes on you? Let's worship.